Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, support the eels and you'll have lots of glory. Once I was seven years old. So I jumped on board and things were great already With price and growth and Cronin and Sterling, Ella, Brett, Kenny And 1986 would surely be the first of many Celebrate the future, all the trophies would be flowing steady Once I was 20 years old, my daddy told me Don't worry yourself, we'll bounce back into glory Once I was 20 years old was 98 and the eels were looking savage Preliminary final first the Bulldogs and they get in ravage Up 1610 to go the clock's the only thing to manage Until we passed the border where Wiggery's name was Paul Carriage Once I was 20 years old I'm starting to feel old Jesus Christ it's time for us to win one Once I was 20 years old Years 2001, the eels are really going We're breaking records, minor premieres and the winds are flowing Grand final now against the naturally, we cannot blow it But holy cow, they've got this guy called Joey and we're joking Once I was 30 years old, I'm starting to feel old It's been 23 years and I'm still fucking waiting Once I was 30 years old So it's 2009, look at the teams we're beating With Heinmarsh, Kalis, Guru, Junior, Fui, Reddick, Eden And Jared Hain is killing it, surely this is our season Until the storm they beat us, and to make it worse they were cheating Now I'm 40 years old, and we still haven't won Remember when I thought the hills would be the chosen ones Four wooden spoons and lots of misses, yeah it isn't fun I hope my children get to see us hold the trophy once Soon I'll be 60 years old Well I think the world is gonna Well I have to see another one explode Soon I'll be 60 years old Soon I'll be 60 years old Well I think the world is gonna Well I get to see a trophy in the cabinet Soon I'll be 60 
The Screaming Eagles Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 112 of the Screaming Eagles Podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and joining me once again via satellite, one of the bravest men I know, Billy Night Train Buttons. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, audience. I feel, I feel uh, like you're all laughing at me. So uh, the, the audience can go shove it tonight. I'm not going <laughs> to say hi to them. They no. Can go shove it. A <laughs> uh, lot of lot of money on the streets that you wouldn't turn up tonight, Bill. So I just want to <laughs> just want to tip my hat well, to you that you've actually. I mean, you know, you've 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 taken the long walk from your bedroom into your recording studio, and uh, you've you've shown your face. So I mean. Unlike Para, you actually turned up tonight, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, wow, that's yep. that's fair, actually. First of, that's, first, that's the first of many. First of many. So I look, get, I nominate my, myself for the Not All Heroes Wear Capes Award this week for podcasting. And can I say, I'd actually suggested to you, <laughs> yeah, that we do it yesterday, Sunday. It's true. Um, with it all fresh, with the wound very, very, very fresh. Yeah. And um, upon consideration today i think it's probably good that i gave it a night's sleep because yes. it would have been uh i was ready to unload well i, I, I did it just unload i did it for your own good you know like <laughs> just like just like <laughs> what rocky didn't do in rocky 4 when he threw in the towel because apollo didn't know when he was beaten and i felt like you might have come out swinging <laughs> yeah I thought, I was, well I, I had some zingers that i was gonna throw and i yeah. thought about them this afternoon and i went oh, i'm glad i didn't glad i didn't say that <laughs> i feel like things were going to get personal they might have, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely things that you personal. would have preferred to have taken back um plus i hadn't i hadn't uh, had a chance to write all my zingers so i thought oh, no, I, I, need, I need an extra day just to really come up with some absolute winners um well, i didn't want to have to write a letter to the fans of the podcast <laughs> like junior paulo yes. wrote a letter to eels fans yes um can i say do you, do you think he? A, do you think he's like one of those politicians though? Do you think he just like it's the same letter and he just changes the date on it and just sends it out again <laughs> the next week? It didn't read as though Junior Paulo had written it. Like there were some very not not that Junior Paulo's not intelligent, but yeah. front rowers aren't renowned for being. Was he referring to all know, the para fans as muggles and stuff like that? Was he? Is that <laughs> is that what gave it away? Do you think? Do you think J.K. Rowling might have been his ghostwriter? Don't worry, don't we'll go out there and we'll get that snitch. <laughs> Whatever the I mean, fuck I feel like you need, there should be like a scale of, you know, on a scale of one, your minor premiers to 10, your writing apology letters to fans. How is your season going? Mm. Like it doesn't really get any worse than when no. you think, you know, what's a good idea? I'm going to put pen to paper and <laughs> that'll fix everything. That's it. <laughs> yeah, not, not go out and play hard. Just yeah, that's write a letter. So yeah, um, the pen is mightier than the sword. So I thought uh, we might do things a little bit different tonight because um, mm. I feel like, look, we all know why we're here, and I don't, I don't want to be like some you know teenage boy fumbling around, you know, trying to unclasp the back of the bra when really we just want to get in there and go for a grope. Um, so should we just should, should we just get in there and talk about the game right off the bat and then get it out of the way? Get just it over and done with. Get over it, right, like a band-aid. It's like what my wife. Baby Warringa, Baby Warringa, Baby Warringa. 
Uh, let me start with a quote. Winston Churchill, he famously once said this. For joy to exist, there must be misery. So thank you, Billy, for all the joy I'm feeling. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you, you're a, can, can I say the podcast last week? <laughs> yes. Just had huge number of listeners. Yeah, like, it was. We, all, all time it high. Was, it was crazy. Like it slowed off, but there was just this insatiable demand. Yes. And and it wasn't like the Manly the Manly game wasn't like it was good, but you've had finer games. I can't help but feeling there's a little bit of shade in Freud where people are enjoying people are enjoying laying the boot in. Mm. And um yep. and I'll, the only thing I'll say about that yes. is you can lay your boot in. Okay. But it has to it has to be it has to go two ways. Okay. You can't complain when you're getting picked on about someone sledging mm. and then come back and sledge and feel like, well, that's fair game. It's all jokey, jokey. No, Mr. Jokey Joke Maker. That's not how it works. <laughs> if, you, if you fly the white flag, yeah. you forfeit your ability to banter. When have I ever flown the, right, the, not, the white flag? No, I'm, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it general. Okay. I'm keeping it general. I no feel like names. that's not general. I feel like you th- you're really throwing it out there. But that's no, no, okay. No, 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 no. It's actually not. It's not. It's not what you think it is. It's just generally on Twitter, okay. in particular. Yeah. Um. There's there's a lot of people that that like sinking the boot in, which I think is one of the great things about Twitter. You 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 fly high and then you sink to lows yes uh, more often than not as an eels fan they're, they're the lows yep but um but yeah i think you got to just remember that if it comes back to you um then you can't complain and say oh well you know you're an asshole <laughs> so I, i'd never do no, that I'm not, Bill. I'm not actually shouting out i'm not shouting out um Sea Eagle Spur. That's what you think I'm saying. I'm not. <laughs> it's actually, it's just, it's a, there's a whole community of people that get very edgy yeah. when you when you dig in, and then when uh, when they're on top, they like to kind of get put the boot in. But there's also been some nice some nice people going. I think you need to check up on Billy. Yeah. And as you rightly pointed out, I was not watching the game. I knew no. um, I knew better than yeah. to watch. Paraget dismantled. Well, you know how to self-medicate. You know how to self-medicate. Yes. And the best way for you to to get over a para game is just not to watch it. That that well, I think that's the first yeah. step. It's like if a if a tree falls and no one hears it fall, yeah. did it actually did it actually make sound? It it, it does if you get about a hundred texts from me, Killer and Cyrus letting you know what's going on. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How do I get out of that group? <laughs> Fucking hell. Um so look, uh, I, well, you've done a very good job, um, you know, sidestepping the actual game, and you've taken it away from the game so and talking um, about Twitter. But let's now we've um, covered the game. Yeah, well, let's no, let's so just can, so, so hang on. Full disclosure. Yes, full disclosure. I, I haven't watched the whole game. Well, I've I think people just assume that. Yeah. Yeah. I once I saw the score, but I did want to see just how bad we were in patches. So I, mm. I'll, I'll chime in here and there, but. Um, I'll hand the floor over to you now. Well, so, when you watch the highlights, you probably don't see the two drop balls in a row of, from Nathan Brown and plays mm-hmm. like that, which were pretty... Uh, as good as Manly was, there were plays like that which were quite significant. He dropped it twice, I think, on Manly's 30-yard mark. Mm-hmm. Do you like that I use yeah. yard? Like, old school. Mm, That's what I'm... Yeah. I don't... I don't when, it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to football, I 
meters don't exist for me. It's yeah, all about it's, yards. It's like height. You don't say I'm a hundred nah. whatever centimeters nah. or two hundred. Six foot two. Feet. That's what yeah, I am. I'm, I'm six foot two. A... I don't know what that is in centimeters. Don't want to know what it's in centimeters. <laughs> it's like your penis. You don't. Yeah, it's not about nine inches. Centimeters. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what nine inches is in centimeters. I don't want to know. It's going to sound less impressive. What, That's for I don't sure. know what three is. But you know what? <laughs> got to be pretty big above average <laughs> um so you didn't watch the full game let me tell you let me just run you part through a couple mm. of key moments look we won't go through it everyone who's listening to the podcast has probably obviously watched the game three or four times by now i know i, know I have so let me just point out a few of the key things that you missed bill um para para started out with a very clear um game plan in mind just like the Storm in the 2007 grand final against Manly when they took out Brett Stewart, Para were like, well, let's take out, let's take out Manly's main strike weapon. And, they sent, and, and sure enough, Ryan Madison took out Brad Parker, absolutely mm-hmm. knocked him solid. I believe around the locker rooms, this is called the, Para, uh, the Parker Rules. That Para have now. It's, it's like a set Jordan of rules. yeah. It's a set of rules that they've formulated to try and take out Manly's main strike weapon, the centre of excellence, Brad Parker. Now, Brad Parker, Brad Parker, has scored hundred percent of the games that he's played against Para this season. He is Para's doom. He's the face. <laughs> he's the cherubed face of doom. Para. The handsome, chiseled, ginger faces. I think he, when we played you guys last, I think he scored twice on you. And uh, he I mean, opening, I, I he opened the I, scoring. Yeah. He opened the scoring on you this season. Yeah. I mean, it's not saying a lot against, um, you know, on the game. On the, uh, it looks like most players scored once or, tw- <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, look, it was... Sorry, I've got a fucking helicopter. Can oh. you hear that through my mic? There's like a yeah. helicopter just hovering. I think someone's um, reported a man. <laughs> Looks like he's about to jump out of a window <laughs> from depression. He's wearing an Eels jersey. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. It's all happening here in Church Street. Yeah. Um, look, it wasn't good. What, what, I, what I found, what I, found in, what, I, what I enjoyed the most was that Sturlo the great man who's recently mm. retired from commentary was actually commentating this game. And you could almost hear, you could almost feel all those premierships he'd won being stripped away from him, just how bad Power played this game. He, at one point, they couldn't even get a comment out of him. He was just, he was absolutely heartbroken. Now, some people say that's why he's given up com- commentating. I mean, I. <laughs> the eels have driven him. The, dri- to the eels have driven. He says, "I can't, I can't face another eels game to commentate. I just can't." Um, I wouldn't say that because that would be unfair. But a lot of so-called experts are definitely saying that. <laughs> um, look, during the game, during the game, a lot of uh, what they were basically saying is it looked like a first-grade side playing against a bunch of under twelves, which. I mean, I think we all agree well, that's pretty. Un- I think that's pretty unfair on under twelves. I mean, <laughs> I would mean, say this. 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 Oh, here this, we go. You this, got the sound effects ready? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, let me go. I wouldn't say it's like Manly playing against the under twelves. It felt like more like Manly playing against China's table tennis team. 
Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You like that I one? Like it. No. Um, no. To make Sounds it. Like a, hey, hey, it's Saturday <laughs> joke. <laughs> well, I tell you what was interesting. Like, probably about 15 minutes into the game, we actually subbed uh, Dylan Walker off in that role that he's now having. And we As literally. The footballer. Well, he sort of comes in for. I think he came in for. Um, that new guy, uh, what's his name? Um, anyway, the blonde-headed guy, the chode, the guy who's wider than he is tall. Oh, yeah, 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 that's um, right. Yeah. Not Kane Lawton. No, 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 not Carl Lawton. Anyway, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. Um, so we came in for him after like 15 minutes and we literally, chode, yeah. we literally had um, one prop on the field for most of the game. It was weird. Like we had Marty Tapao and then Josh Alloway came on. Okay. So you had one more than we had. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, Junior Paulo. Who else was playing at prop? Uh, Isaiah Papali'i. Oh, yeah. He's, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's like the... He's he's like a mistake. He, he doesn't fit into that Eels team because they've actually taken someone and made them better. Whereas if you look at... I mean, maybe not Moses, right? Maybe yep. not Gutherson. Yep. But Ryan Madison came across and he's been a dud. Um, I mean, you look at the players that have come across to Para. None of them have gone onwards and upwards, really. Yeah. Regan Campbell-Gillard has patches, but I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to spoil your joy. <laughs> no, so that's all right. Um, we did predict a lot of tries down uh, the edges. Yes. Um, I mean, people have called us astute football minds. Mm. You know, I mm. can't. I'm not going to do a Scott Penn and advocate for ourselves. No. But no. if someone else were to say it... You don't want to go would... out and bang your own drum, do you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah. if you want to... I'm happy to carry the drum if someone else wants to bang it. <laughs> yeah. If they want to bang it, yeah. I'm not going to disagree and say, well, no, I can't lie. Like, I'm not a liar. No, you, you'll buy the drum. You'll hand it to the person. <laughs> you, you'll show them a YouTube video on how to, how to play the drum, but you won't, you won't actually do it yourself, which is uh, admirable. Yeah. Admirable. Yeah. I've, done, I've done that at, uh, in my teenage years. <laughs> I used to always... I, I, I thought that being really good at guitar mm. would, get me, would get me chicks, which it, it didn't. <laughs> And I would always be angling to like find a guitar, but <laughs> like it wasn't an acoustic guitar. I needed an electric guitar. Right. So it was quite a it was quite a high audio oh, what's, visual. Yeah. Oh, what's this <laughs> over here? Let me just plug it in, and let me just plug this in, and then let me plug up the pedal, and then let oh, me. Oh, now I've got to put the pedals in, and now can oh, we just get a sound well, check? Yeah. Oh, well, well, oh, wow, wow. oh, 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 oh while well, well, I'm here. There's a backing track of Sweet Child of Mine ready to go. Oh, oh, I'll just play along with it. There you go. <laughs> um, what do you think of um, what do you think of Brad Arthur's masterstroke of not playing Fergie, who was all, who almost played Origin uh, this season, but bringing in I mate I back it a hundred percent, but bringing in Michael Oldfield who used to play for Manly, knowing. That Michael Oldfield would know Manly or Manly's moves and be able to neutralise them all. What I do you think? I don't think Michael Oldfield's been at Manly since like two thousand and 
Oh, it's been a long 11. time. Michael Oldfield <laughs> when he was like there, those... <laughs> when he yeah. was there, Tommy Turbo wasn't even born. <laughs> like Michael Oldfield's like one of those trivia questions where you have to say, "Is he alive or is he dead?" Like if you took a straw poll, yeah, probably sixty percent of people presume he passed away. Hundred percent. He's a yeah. He's a hundred and forty-seven years old. He they it, it's the strangest. They bought him. Right, they yeah. bought Michael Oldfield. I watched him in the preseason game because uh, I, I couldn't. I was, you know, we're in COVID and stuff, and I was like, "Why would we buy Michael Oldfield?" I think he's been in the Super League. He's he's a journeyman, as they like to mm, say, but not a good journeyman I, like Brendan Elliott. <laughs> no, no, he's a, not Brendan the Brave. Journeyman. No, he's Michael the no, Meek. He's Michael the Mild. I just um, his his surname says it all. Oldfield. <laughs> That's where he should be playing on an old field. Yeah, he's yeah. He should be. He should be um, mowing the lawn on the field. Not. He's not even. <laughs> he's he a gardener. Be playing. A, he's the gardener. A, yeah. Anyway, but um, I watched him in the preseason game, and he did like one move, and he snapped his his Achilles or something. Like oh. he did a pretty bad leg injury, but he is very old. And so then he just out of nowhere appears on this team list. Um, Masterstroke by BA. They never saw that. Like, Paris no one Edge, saw it coming. Paris Edge, which has leaked uh, 126 points in the last three games. Mm. What it really needs is a guy who hasn't played first grade for seven years in Australia to come in and just fix it. Like, it's, <laughs> he's fucked. Like, he's. Brad Arthur is so fucked. He his press conference I did watch after the game and he's just he's got no idea. It reminds me of when I had a session. I, I, I one of one of my jobs, the only jobs I've had since I quit slash retired a few years ago, I did some um, tutoring at uni mm. on a subject that I actually knew nothing about. <laughs> like I knew absolutely nothing about. And I told the uni this. I said I don't understand this subject. They're like, look. Your job is not to understand it. It's just to facilitate discussion. So I went in there and these kids were coming up to me with a complex mathematical question. That explains Braith and Astor on Foxtel. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I'll right. be honest this with is, you. He probably yeah. says something. He goes, I don't really understand what I'm watching. Don't worry, Braith. <laughs> yeah, just we need something to fill in the silence. We, just, we, just want it, we want you to trigger people who are watching it. That's but it. you know when people, you know when someone asks you a question that you really don't know the answer for, but you have to like pretend you do yeah and so people would go so how'd you get to this and i and i had the answers they didn't have the answers like as in i had the numbers so i'd say well you know this just goes to here <laughs> they're like yeah but how i'm like well through the thing yeah. you know like some say magic send me an email send me an email and i'll i'll explain it to you all yeah. over. <laughs> look so I, I feel like Brad i Arthur. can't sit here and explain it to you all day so <laughs> how how much more do you expect me to give you? <laughs> um, I feel like weirdly they never invited me back to teach that subject. Uh. Um, but I feel like BA in the press conference, he just sits there and it's just like he says the same thing over and over and over every mm. week. He goes, mm. "Yeah, we, yeah, we are. I don't, you know, we're not, we're not competing enough. No, we're not winning the, we're not winning the battle. I think, I think they, I think which they is completely, it, which is completely more. wrong, which is completely wrong." Honestly, Manly started their sets the same. It was like I'd gone back and just 
rewind it, uh, mm. every every time. Like, what would happen is we'd get the ball on the kickoff, we'd run it forward, three paras would come in and monster our first run, right? Push us back, saying, "Look at us, we're fucking dominant." You know what I mean? Like a futile mm. gesture, which just ties everyone out. Not a lot of point to it, but whatever. Then we'd pass the ball out again, you know. Manly forwards, uh, sorry, power forwards have come in, monstrous, right? Get up, play the ball, and then on the third one, we just throw it out wide every time, and we mm. just run around you. <laughs> like, just that will. Yeah. Just, just that, that will. will. Just like, oh, well, what we're going to do is going to play the ball. Um, you know, Marty's going to play the ball. You could put this commentary to pretty much the entire, every time we score to try. Marty plays the ball. Croker passes it to Jake. Jake passes it to Kieran Foran. Foran passes it to Turbo. Turbo passes it to either Ruben Garrick or Brad Parker, the center of excellence. Try. Or yeah. or line break. Like, every time. Mm. It, it was ridiculous. And then, sure enough, we'd score a try. They'd kick off. Monstrous on the first two. And then we'd go the other way, you know, to DCE, who would then throw a cutout pass to Saab. It, it was just like, yeah, guys, you're monstering us in the middle. That's great we're literally just going to go around you. And the fact that Brad Arthur is up there going, they just, they, they just, they won the contest. They we didn't, we just ran around you all the whole game. So it's like, Oh, we're not winning the contest. I yeah. know. Oh, we'll just go out wide. And you know, do you think, um, I saw Des's the clip of Des, was mm. that a sledge? Do you reckon when Des said, Oh, you know, Oh mate, Des doesn't, Des, I don't think so. I just don't think he cares enough to go into what was wrong with the opposition. I mean, he said, he just doesn't, he's like, what do you want me to say? Yeah, they were, you know, I'm not going to give you a breakdown on everything they were doing wrong. I mean, he's, he said the same thing with the Bulldogs. <laughs> when we beat yeah. them like 65 nil, you know, they were like, well, they yeah, put yeah. up a good fight. It's like, no. He's just like didn't. one of those like um, old fashioned guys. Just <laughs> well, goes, oh, I just know. don't think he could be even bothered thinking about what they did wrong. You know what I mean? Like Wayne, Wayne Bennett put a solid sledge in, which only came to my attention this week because I haven't been watching a whole, surprisingly, a whole bunch of rugby league. <laughs> but apparently, after the Rabbits beat Para, he just he just put in like the it's like look, you know, we know which teams are well coached. Yeah, we know which teams do a good job that you know take players and make them better. And I'm not going to say who they are, but we know which teams um don't. <laughs> and like quite pointedly, was like Para's fucking shit. Oh, do you um, think he was having a go at para when he said that? It was after the para game, I think. Uh, I thought he was more having a go at, like, Broncos. Oh, he's always having a go at the Broncos. Yeah, I thought he was I having a go at also, Broncos. Yeah, no, I think he's he's having a go at para. Right. He's made a few right. comments over the years about para being a shit show. Right, right. Um. So, yeah. Do you think he's doing anyway. that to try and drum up business for himself? I hope so, but I don't. I think by, all, by the sound of it, he's yeah. moving back to Brisbane, but... I mean, well, again, driving place. up the price. Well, yeah, I really okay. wanted to move back to Brisbane, you know. So, well, if you want me, I guess for a certain amount, I'll stick around. But pay it, pay that. Like this is it's pay still, the man it's still his money. It's yep. so you come out, the eels come out. So I guess the only the only negative for Manly fans, I suppose, is you kind of look at it and go, maybe that game was too easy. Like maybe you got more out of the. Melbourne game, even though it's really good to watch your team pump someone, especially Big Brother Para, <laughs> um, but you look at it and go, okay, well, that didn't really, that was such a fucking walkover. Yeah. That, 
Yep. Uh, we don't get enough of a war. Like, Para was just so bad and mm. Manly was so dominant. You're like, well, that's... I would like to see our younger players in a bit more of an arm wrestle. Like... Yeah. Like, I think the... Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that, that Storm game is probably the closest game we've had uh, all year, really. Like, we've either lost mm. by a lot or we've won by a lot. Um, I could be wrong. I think that Knights game... Knights game was close, but... perfect game. The ref was never going to let us win, so it didn't really <laughs> test our guys because no matter what we did, the ref wasn't going to... I can't... You know we don't play... We only played the Knights once this season and that was it. I can't... I thank my lucky stars. No, I thank my lucky stars were playing the Raiders this week, though. And I wanna, They'll I, give you I a wanna, wrestle, I reckon. Yeah, 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 they will. And I, and I Pun just intended as I, well. I, I, I'll definitely give us a wrestle. I, I just wanna, I just want to fucking beat them. I want to beat the Raiders more than I want to beat the Eels. I reckon. <laughs> the only weird. reason why I wanted to beat the Eels is just so I didn't have to listen to you carry on, right? But I actually want to beat the Raiders side because they just fucking were a bunch of little pricks when we played them last. And I just want to shove this fucking game so far up their ass. And you know what I want? Mm. I want it. I want us to win on a controversial call. I don't even want us yeah. to win fair. I just, I just want, I want us to do an obvious knock on and we get awarded the try and just beat them that way. That's how. I, that <laughs> no, would be the perfect I, yeah. game. And no, just I watch want, Ricky I cry. Want, um, See, I'd be the opposite. I'd like uh, them to score and almost score and then someone just reverse power them. Just take, you know, just tackle shoulder charge Jordan Rapana as he's about to put the ball down over the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just play on game over and watch Ricky fucking explode. Have a have a massive coronary <laughs> in, in not letting go of that one. I tell you I tell you what though, it is nice. It is nice to have a team, and I'm not, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gloat a little bit, right? Mm. But it is nice to have a team where you look at it and you go, Fuck, we've got, we've got strike weapons all over the field. There's no way this team's going to beat us. And I, and I said that, mm. and I said that in the text. You know, a lot of people are fake humble when they're about to play a team just in case they lose, right? And I'm mm. not, I, I, I kind of decided at the beginning of this year, I wasn't going to do that. Like, if I think we're going to win, I'm just going to say, mate, we're going to win. Um, and I looked at that manly power game and I even said, I just said, like, we've got too many strike weapons. There's just no way power can beat us. They can't score points and we can just, we've got too many weapons at the moment when we're full strength. And the same with this Raiders game. Uh, mate, I just don't. I just don't see how they can outscore us. I just don't fucking see it. Like they might get one or two lucky tries off deflection kicks, but I don't. Who have they got that's going to score on us? Jack White. Mm, that is mm. it. And they might get a, a cheeky little kick through or something. But I just, phew, mate, we're, we're going to put like forty points on these fucking retards. <laughs> uh, uh yeah. Mate, they're well, going to be crying the for their milk. The Cowboys. I wonder what the, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the odds. Who's who? Who do you reckon's favourite? Para Cowboys. You, Cowboys probably would be favourites. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. You'd put power above Cowboys. But I mate, we're gonna we're gonna absolutely hang on. But anyhow, we haven't got past the power game. No, I know. I'm just curious. Just curious. Um, highlights and lowlights. Can I say my highlights and lowlights? Yeah. Yeah. Um, highlights. 
Mitchell Moses, his attempted tackle on Ruben Garrick. That is, that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I put that up on Twitter and it's got the most retweets and likes I've ever had. I'll, I'll put it on Facebook. I'll put it up on Facebook um, wow. tonight for everyone who's Wasn't, not on Twitter. See, I, watch, I saw it. He tries to headbutt Ruben's chest. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, flings see, off. Yeah. It was weird. I, I, I get it. It, it. And he looked like he was knocked out as well. He just hit the deck like yeah. a 10 pin. Yeah. But I wasn't even triggered by that because immediately before it, Gutherson just got completely run over, like in the yep. same in the same yep. stanza as, yeah. as Rabs used to. Well, do you know do you know how you like don't like to give you don't you know how you don't like to let things go, right? Mm. Well, let me just let me just put this to you. That's the second time Ruben Garrick has run over the top of Clint Gutherson. Oh yeah. Well, that the first time was uh, sadly off a very forward pass. So. <laughs> no, no, no. This was a revenge game for Ruben Garrick on Barramatta for that last-minute try that he literally ran over the top of Gutherson, scored a very fair try that, you know, was awarded and then got a, they got a call from PVL saying, nah, we need power to... We need <laughs> power. And it was quickly reversed into a suspect Tom forward gets, pass. Tom always gets done for forward passes like that because he stops. He, yep. he, it's an optical illusion. I, I'll show you it one day. It's I'll, I'll draw a line on a picture and show you how it <laughs> Perfect. happens. But, Perfect. But... Um, um, yeah, yeah, so that, like, he's got history. He's yeah. got a history of running over the top of Gutho, is my point. That, I mean, that's... Gutherson got run over in Origin last year, right? Yeah. Uh, let's... You talk about keeping it real, and yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to keep it real here. Okay, let's... Like hang on. Let me just turn my... Let me just turn my chair around, and let me just straddle it. Hang on. I just want to take my leather jacket off. Okay. Tell me about it, Bill. Well, Yeah. That's I've it. Now, to, you, now I you. I can't spit the words out. I'm also trying to fucking play Gangster's Paradise on my phone, but it's okay. no. my phone's given up. The ghost has yeah. been thrown around too much in the last week. Right. Um, Gutherson, his defence we need to talk about because he got run over in Origin, and I think it was easy to say in Origin. Well, it was easy for me in Origin and Eels mm. fans in Origin to say, well, you know, he, he's playing out of position. He's playing mm. centre. Mm. And he was playing against but, the second rower. Yeah. 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 But Kurt Capewell just, I mean... He can find Kurt a hole. Capewell That's the thing you got to realise. He just went straight over him, like just ran a truck through him. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, repeatedly. And... That wasn't good. Then Ruben had run over Gutherson when that, when that blatant forward pass that Tom Turbo threw uh, was called back, thankfully. Mm. And I, at the time, I knew he'd been run over, but I kind of went, well, maybe Gutherson heard the call and kind of didn't fully commit to the tackle. Mm. Gutherson isn't a good defensive player. He's not... He's been exposed. Like Gutherson's manager, so it's come out that it's Gutherson Gutho's manager has been mm. the one drumming up this we need to get his contract extension. Mm. And I mean, talk about timing. Fucking hell. I reckon Gutherson's stock would be at if he went for an extension tomorrow and he's on eight hundred and fifty now, you'd almost say, All right, we'll give you five. Like he's 
he's he's really not helping himself. Um, so yeah, so he was he was humiliated. Going back to your original point, mm. yes, it was more funny watching Mitchell Moses, you know, get uh, laid out and also do the weirdest attempt at a tackle ever. <laughs> but sorry. Mitchell Moses is a halfback, you know. He's not really meant to no. be no, bone no, no, crunching. No. Yeah, Gutherson's your last line of defence and just yeah. absolutely brushed off. And this is the same Gutherson that's calling out people two weeks ago as stupid so and sos. So mm. yeah, Gutho, Gutho's uh, Gutho's not in none of them in their good books. But to be fair though, to be fair though, he was going up against the NRL's leading point scorer. <laughs> So, you know, he can sniff it out. I will say this about I will say this about the most handsome man in rugby league is that do you remember those so early Brad Parker now? Who are we thinking of Parker? <laughs> most handsome man, not the most handsome messiah. Um Ruben Garrick, the first couple of uh games this season, he kept on trying to put a bit of a step on players and go back inside and everything, and he would just get monstered. He just doesn't have a big enough step on him to do it. And I remember during the press conference, I think it was probably around four or something. And Des just say, Des just, Des just said during the press conference after he goes, "Yep, he's sometimes just got to pin those ears back and just run, take them on." And I think he definitely, you could see that he was trying to keep it cool, but you can see he's had the shits about it. And ever since then, Garrick has just gone for it. Not once has he tried to do a step in or anything. He's just tried to play our throw. And he's taken a lot of hits. Like, fucking Moses hit him right across the head in his first try of the game, which wasn't reported, but we'll get to that later. Um, and I've got to say, he's, re- he's really sort of muscled up and he's sort of just taken on board and he's sort of changed his playing style a bit, um, which is good, you know. And, it, and he's, got the, he's got the rewards for it. Most, uh, most points scored... He set the record for Manly, most points scored in a season for Manly. Mm. Taking it off uh, former uh, Manly great Matthew Rudge, bro. Matthew, yeah, that's a bit. Oh, I don't. Bro. I wouldn't put Ruben. This weird. This this year's a bit weird with point scoring. You know these blowouts. I think you're going to have. It's not. I wouldn't say he's in the Matthew Ridge echelon mm-hmm. yet, but um, fuck, there's some points being scored at the moment, aren't there? Oh yeah, I mean the fact that he's a winger, I think helps the helps it because oh, he's, he's obviously kicking. scoring. He's, kicking. he's yeah. kicking, but Matthew Rudge kicked as well. But the yeah, fact that exactly. he's a winger, he's getting more tries than Matthew Rudge would have. So, you know that 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 helps a bit. Um, all right, should we should we move on? Oh, I said highlights. I haven't said lowlights. Should I quickly put? I'll put okay. the lowlights Tell in me there. Your lowlights. Dylan Walker being put on report for tackling Moses too hard. Okay. Dylan Walker absolutely came in, laid him out. Moses was then dry retching on the on the field. Like he hit him pretty hard. And then purely because Moses stayed down. I don't know. And and let me just say this. I'm not saying he stayed down to get a penalty, because I hundred percent don't think he did. He was like winded, winded and almost throwing up and everything, you know? But because he did that, the refs just went, Oh, oh, look out. Play's been hurt, all right, on report. And sure enough, he wasn't charged with anything because it was the worst call ever. Um, 
But anyway, that's just my low light. Because it was You're a good still hit. Finding, still refs faulting. Even well, I am refs faulting because it, what concerns me is it's kind of like, <laughs> what if the what if the what if what if the game was closer? And mm. you're not allowed to put big hits on people anymore. You know, even if you get them in the stomach, it's then all of a sudden, oh, no, it's too late. You hit him, but you now you hit him too late. Anyway, I mean, this isn't table. This is, we're, not, we're not playing Chinese table tennis here, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is rugby league. Um, can I just give a quick... Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to. Uh, I'm just going to get real for a minute here, Bill. Just going to get a bit mm-hmm. serious. There's a lot of realness here. There, uh, we've already got an episode called "Keeping It Real," so unfortunately, yeah. we can't call this one that one. But you know, we'll, we'll come up with something. Um, I just want to quick give a quick shout out to all the. Uh, mate, I just want to give a quick shout out to all the rugby league players out there who are sacrificing currently yeah. in lockdown. Um, there's actually some of them who are going through some pretty uh, horrendous things at the moment. Um, you've only got to look, you know, uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. has gone through some pretty hard stuff. Um, Kieran yeah. Foran, it wasn't as widely publicised, but him and his missus also uh, had a, had a quite a bad family thing happen to them as well. Um, then you've got other players like Sean Kepi, James Fisher-Harris, who are travelling down to Sydney for the birth of like their first child spending two or three days with this child and then getting back on the plane to fly back yeah, up yeah. to Queensland, spending two weeks in isolation. It's not like they're even flying back and being able to be with their teammates flying back up two weeks of isolation to then play another month of football before they can then come. Well, and they, you know, then you've got finals and all the rest of it. You know, if you're talking Sean Kepi, I mean, he won't be he won't be able to see his child until after the grand final. Mm. Um, is, 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 is there a reserve grade competition this year? <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, so, mate, it's hard. I mean, oh, it's shit. It, it's totally shit. shit. And, and I feel yeah. like at no point does anyone... I'm not sure if you had a joke. No, 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 no joke. I'm keeping it real. No, no, no. I'm keeping yeah. it real. I just think that um, there's some, you know, this, and, and this is just the ones that I've read about and i'm sure there's a lot more um uh, i'm sure there's a lot of other things out there and people like oh well the football players they make a lot of money but who gives a shit you know it makes no difference when you're sitting alone in your fucking um hotel room and your wife's just had a miscarriage or something you know what i mean like it it, it's all meaningless and you can't fly down to sydney to be with her it doesn't matter going oh but hang on a sec i'm on i'm on you know half a million a year so it's okay I think it's, you know, people need to remember that too. You know, people need to remember that everyone's doing it pretty tough. These players, just because they're earning big money doesn't mean they're like, they're they're not suffering. Yeah. They've given up kind of a lot. And I, I find like, again, it's, yes, probably the people tweeting are suffering as well, but there's this real lack of kind of any compassion at mm. the moment. Mm. You log on and, and something bad happens and immediately two different sides go into blame as, oh, well, it's your fault because you didn't do this. So it's, no, it's your fault because this happened. And, you know, it's like, guys, it's we're actually talking about something really sad here. Mm. Like, don't blame it on a government or don't, like, just fucking 
park it for a second. Like it's it gets me. I've had to step back from social media a little bit, just be, not even because of the yields, just because I find this lack of compassion out there. Like our, there's a local restaurant up the road from me that's been here for as long as I've been here, you know, uh, 25 years or something. Mm. And McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's. No, it's like a little Italian restaurant. It's a lovely family guy, restaurant. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, no, it's just a little Italian restaurant. It's not mm. fancy. It's mm. very kind of cheap and cheerful. Mm. But it's been here for, you know, 25 years. The owner's in his 70s mm. and they've just gone completely bust. Mm. And on the local um, Facebook page, which is, I need to leave that page because it's just fucking full of Karens, right? Mm. But on the local page, someone said, I feel so sad for this guy. He's been here 25 years. He can't pay his rent anymore. Mm. He's got no long-term prospects, so they're closing the shop. Mm. And she posted a photo of herself with him. And this old guy, like he's white-haired and blah, blah, blah. And uh, he'd taken his mask off for, just for the photo. He's holding a mask in his hand. And mm. the lady in the photo's got the mask. And then the first comment is, yeah, he should be wearing a mask. It's like... <laughs> Come on, man! Like yeah. fucking, I get, I get. I'm not disregarding the need for masks, but mm. it's just like it's all encompassing now. Mm. Like everything has to be a political point scoring thing. It's just really sad. And so, yeah, going back to the footy players, I think you got to, yeah, they get paid well, but the fuck, they they they're getting hit in the head for a living. They're getting potential CTE. Mm. Um, you know, give them a fucking Well, especially break. when you play against the power and all their fucking cheap shots, but yeah. Well, could you imagine though, it wouldn't be nice to be in, like, imagine being in para, being a para player yeah. right now, as yeah. much as I want to call yeah. they're all fuckheads. Yeah. But imagine that, you, mm. you, you're away from your family, you're mm. away from everyone, you're stuck in fucking Groundhog Day with the same people. It's mm. bad enough losing when you can go to the pub with your mates afterwards. Here, you just got to walk around the same complex and probably see half the guys that are running up scores on you yeah. like in the hallway. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy times. Um, all right, let's just get a little bit of... This is just footballers being footballers. Look at that. Stamp and draw and pass and stamp and sprint and offload and catch and pass. That, that's just footballers being footballers. Uh, there's really only one person we can give this award to. And that's the uh, the man who was chiselled out of granite, Reuben Garrick. We touched on it before, setting With setting Ruben all set, setting all sorts of scoring records. But uh, we talked about it before. But I just wanted to play that uh, footballs being footballers clip again. <laughs> I like the music you put behind it. I so I recorded that. The yeah. background of that little audio snippet is I recorded yeah. the. I was sitting at home watching Gus wax lyrical and I, I had to i had to get it i took a photo of the screen yep um so i could figure out what time it was what minute it was and then i went to the nine app and just recorded it with my phone because i can't i didn't know how to illegally High record tech. it with good audio <laughs> quality yeah. yeah but then you've put this lovely little yeah you like that in the background and it yeah. sounds like it's it sounds like you're on like a insurance ad or something <laughs> that's gonna go has your car insurance let you <laughs> down? It. And it's someone like... Um, it's great. I'll, uh, we'll have a little competition. Whoever can, whoever can, make, uh, whoever can uh, guess what that tune is, um, Bill will send nudes. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so 
So either uh, Facebook, Facebook, email, reporter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the um? What do you, what do you call it when nope. a certain crime's gone past a certain time? Oh, the like, statute of limitations. Sta- what's the statute of limitations of us talking about that, do you reckon? Because she's been out of the game for maybe two or three years now. Yeah, it's... Um, I think it's just... It's not... Can cool we say what it is? Got- we can't put the pictures out, but can we talk about what it is? No, no probably not. I think we'd leave it. Okay. I think we leave it. We'll leave it's it. Just be, it's our little thing. Okay. It's, you know, if someone wants to come to the Petersham Inn one day, we'll, we'll share the we'll story. We'll tell you. We'll tell you the story. Um, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, email in or tweet or Facebook uh, what that uh, tune's from. If only there was from. an app that you could put up to the speaker that would tell you what the song was. Well, I think if you did that, the song would just come up, Gus Gould's Greatest Hits. <laughs> Channel 9's Greatest Commentator. Um yeah. All right, but I'm glad we've had I'm glad we've had a laugh, Bill. I'm I'm glad okay. that we've we've had a lighter moment because now it's injury crisis. Um, there's been a lot of comparisons, especially of late to uh, Tommy Turbo and Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> there's one more now. Both have risen from the dead. <laughs> yes, Tommy, sure. uh, Tommy was being reported that he'll never play the game again. Um, he was on life support and uh, Jake apparently was saying, you know, take me, not my, not my brother. If I can give him my eyes, I'll give him my eyes. If I can give him my heart, I'll give him my heart. Um, but amazingly, he's managed to come out of it within 12 hours. And now he's ready to play wow. next weekend. The so gospel go. of Turbo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, he is risen. Apparently, just like the, T, the T-800 from the Terminator, he's got a pl- metal plate in his jaw. And apparently that's yeah, what... That was, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So I thought it was a hit. So Mike Sivo hit him um, in the face yeah, at saw, one I point. Saw the hit. It was the hit was like it, the hit got what I thought it deserved. Like it was a it was a clumsy high hit in a on a guy who was falling, mm. and it kind of it was it was. I think it was, he got like an eighteen hundred dollar fine. Um, and a low charge, he could just pay mm. the fine. And I think that was about right until people heard, like no one would have ever spoken of that hit again until suddenly there was talk that Tom had broken his jaw. Yeah. And then everyone was like, it's an outrage that he can get away with this. And then it came out that it wasn't even that hit. No. He, he, he had a head clash or something. He had a head clash clash with uh, Jason Saab, and that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, but, but I will say the only the only way that Manly knew they'd even like. Oh no, I saw it when it happened. I saw on, it on, para, on Manly that whole game wasn't even from a para player; it was from another Manly player. <laughs> well, yeah, true, true. Um, so anyway, so uh, injury crisis. I think you guys got out of that without anything, uh, which is good. So Michael Oldfield is should be available to suit up for okay. you again. Yeah. Uh, Put that yeah. in the win column? Yeah? No? I don't know. 
No. No, okay. Uh, Joey um, Lusick. So, Joey Lusick, tell me how he was, because what I saw looked ordinary, and I heard people blowing up, but uh, I just didn't have the commitment to... Uh, well, he gave away a penalty on the second tackle. Uh, mm. We then went down the end of the field and uh, scored. Um, and people said that he's... Um, He's uh, passing out of dummy half wasn't was very good. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I don't think... He the, certainly didn't... Like I said, he didn't... If you're not playing winger or centre for para, you are not responsible for the loss. That's <laughs> all I'll say yeah. about that game. So, yeah. Um, there, was, there was a report during the week... That was like eels. More trouble for the eels as another star looks set to be lost for the twenty twenty two. Oh season. yeah, I love it when they do that. Who was <laughs> and it? And I was like, oh, fuck. it was Joey Lussick. Perfect. <laughs> and I was like, what? Mate, Will Smith fuck. would probably be better coming in and playing for you at Hooker. Ah, hundred percent. Um, hundred percent. I tell you the um. C- can you tell me whether uh Fergie? Is actually injured at the moment. Is that why he's not playing? Uh, I missed that. I oh, missed that we had some technical. De- de- no, worries. I'm just I wondering. Think, is Fer- um, while we're talking about injuries, is Fergie actually injured at the moment? Is that why he's not playing? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, Ben. I don't. <laughs> you don't follow it rugby league. Make any sense? It's all. It's. It just. I stepped away from the mic for a sec to deal with the satellite issues, and I've come yeah. back, and you're sitting here smiling, and I've just had a. Complete moment of like, what am I doing here? Why am I talking about this sport that gives me nothing? Yeah, yeah. Um, could be worse. Anyway. You could be you you could be supporting the Wallabies. That that that. <laughs> I watched. I actually watched the. I watched more of the Wallabies game. Oh my god! I was ready to become a rugby guy. I was like, maybe yeah. this is. I need to do a do a a a, a Ben. 2000 to 2003. Yes, and just embrace the Wallabies. Yes, you know. And it was horrible. It was just so th- that sport. Yeah. And I, I, like I will say, I'm I've grown through my hatred of other codes. I think it's a bit childish to just bag other codes for the sake of it. Mm. But rugby just, and I do love the international aspect of rugby. I like the World Cup. I like. I'll always watch the World Cup. But the refereeing just doesn't. It's it's flip of a coin. Mm. It, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. So sport and I, I don't really know. NFL starts soon. That's that's the only oh, that's thing I've good. got to look forward to. Yeah, and, and the Eels are going to make. Hard, the finals. I think um, that's, that's school the painful of... part is is they're going to make the finals. So yeah, yeah, <sighs> but mate, you know, you never know. It can turn it around. Yeah, yeah I, know. I, I, I know. I honestly, not to keep talking about the Eels, um, even though it's a fifty percent Eels podcast. Hang on. I'm just showing you this. Oh wow! I'm opening in yeah. front of you, yeah. a Parramatta. So, so my family, <laughs> being really nice, actually yes. my daughter organised it. Said, "There's Parramatta branded beer." Wow, Dad will love that. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> so just to rub insult and injury, <laughs> as I woke up from love like, it. the drubbing and the ten thousand text messages from everyone I've ever met, just <laughs> giving me shit about the eels. Yeah, and my eleven-year-old daughter's like, "Look what we've got, your dad!" And it's this Parramatta beer, but it's like. Para Leagues Club, it's called. So it's called Jack's Brewery. And I thought, okay, Jack, as in Jack Gibson, mm. right? That's, mm. that's the guy who took Para to the promised land. Yep. But no, it's dedicated to Jack Argent and Jack Boyle, who are credited with establishing the Parramatta Leagues Club. Mm. 
weird mm. anyway and so there's a brewery at Paralees called jacks so i'll um i'm about to crack it i have so little were they the two guys who that. did all those fake uh, receipts that got you in trouble is it those two <laughs> maybe, guys maybe i don't know i think yeah i don't know if it's anyway i can't i'm not gonna say anything um, <laughs> cpas cpas <laughs> cpas yeah. but my, such was my uh faith in jack's pale ale yeah that i would i it was cold but it wasn't cold enough so i've had it sitting in the freezer because wow it needs to it's gonna be like you know if you have a vb yeah cold enough it you tastes just, okay yeah you just can't taste it you just get that because it just tastes tinge. like something really cold so yeah you just get so that's what i'm about to um nice Crack open here. Oh, we there go. You oh, go. Not, oh, oh, it's not not a lot of fizz. So, um, can I just quickly sum up what I think mm. Para's problem is at the moment? Mm. Serious though, this is hey. Okay. Let me turn okay. my let me turn my chair around and lean up against okay. it again. This is real time. Texas paradise. Here we come. I think I think there's two things that's that's wrong with Para. Forget about the coach. Two things that are wrong with Para. Don't. I'm not going to forget about the coach, but okay, yeah, continue. Okay. I'll pretend you didn't say that. To win a premiership, you have to take chances, right? Mm, mm. And I think Para are so scarred. There you go. Yeah, I think Para are so scarred about winning so many spoons that they don't want to take any chances. And yeah. the example I give are the Roosters. The Roosters were a top four side, right? And they were going along, and they were, they were top four. They were top four for years and years, right? Top eight. And then they just went, you know what? With Mitchell Pierce, we're not going to get over this hump. We're not going to win anything. Yeah. So let's just fucking roll the dice and go with Cooper Cronk. Now, it could have been a complete bust. He could have come away from that Melbourne system and been a complete disaster, right? They paid him like a million bucks. And if yeah. he, and if he did, and it would have some on the on the books on the books, like. yeah. Plus, lost a lot of money on the golf course to him. So, um, but it paid off, and it might not have. They might have paid him a million dollars. He could have been absolutely useless, and then they've got all this money. But they went for it, and I think that's what Para need to do. You, you're around that good mark. You're a, you're a top six team, right? But you mm. need to take a chance and you need to put some money on somebody and just go, fuck it, Latrell, you know, like Latrell Mitchell. Let's just give him yeah, a million yeah, bucks yeah. and it could, he could he could be the one who does it for us. But you're not yeah, willing 100%. to but you're not willing no, to do it. Yeah, you just want to play it safe and go, Well, top six is good enough. Top six is good enough. And that's all you're gonna be. Um the yeah. second thing I think is the fact that you've got a team that relies on too much um energy from the crowd and I think being away from Bank West has hurt you more than any other team in the comp. I think you've got a brand new stadium out there that they can hear everyone yelling encouragement and when they score one try, the crowd goes ballistic and they all get hyped up and they start playing above their abilities. Mm. And I think last year it worked for you, you know, you're in Bank West a lot and then this season you're not. And I just think Mm. it's – you just – you're out there, and the only thing you can hear is Mitchell Moses and Quint Gutherson calling you all cunts. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't yeah. mean to make a joke about it, but that's that's kind of that's kind of what it is. You can only rely on yourselves to get sort of hyped up, and it's just not it's just not happening. Being away from Bankwest is too it's not working for you. So yeah, there you I go. Think, yeah, hundred percent. I was thinking the exact same thing, and I also think it's this is why Para is just. 
Like, obviously this year isn't as bad as the wooden spoon year in that the wooden spoons, like 2018 is just brutal. There's nothing good about it. But it's still bad. Like, a lot of people are out there defending Brad Arthur going, well, hang on, he's, they're, they're still, they're in the top four a week ago. It's not about where they're sitting on the ladder. It's how they've been exposed. And it's the fact that they, they don't fight. Like, when it doesn't go their way, for, for the Brad Arthur period, the Eels haven't been a team that have ever fought their way back into a game, mm. right? Once, they, once, once it's put to them, that's it. It's, they're, they're done. They beat Melbourne in round two, right? That's the only time I can remember, and it was in round two of a weird fucking year. Mm. Like, it's just not happening for them, and you, you're 100% right. They All the dysfunction they've gone through, which has been a lot, like, let's not brush over the fact they had a they had an external administrator appointed like that's that's insane that's they're the only team in the league that had to have an accountant put in by the office of liquor gaming and racing when in an appointed an administrator because the para board was so dysfunctional they couldn't even run a company with turnover around a hundred million dollars like this is a big company mm. and they, they they're fucking got Eric Growth selling meat trays, you know, like <laughs> fucking hell. Like mm. the pizza guy selling his pizza. Like it's just seriously. They had a guy that was in the in the Royal Commission into organised crime and the mafia's involvement in Australia. He was the CEO. Like the, and so now they they they've almost tried to go too far. Where now everything's done through consultants and mm. they got a you know, a strategic review done of how do we improve the pathways and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you can have all that stuff in place. And I think that's that's good and well, but you've got to have good players. The players are the ones who are going to win it for you. You've got to have a good coach. Like you've got to, you've got to go for it. And if you lose, well, you, you're going to, there's no second prize. You can't say, oh, well, yeah, we, we got closer this year. We came third instead of fifth, but the reality for Parry is we haven't been a threat. We haven't been a threat in a competition since 2009. And even 2009... Even 2009, was, you we wouldn't. We weren't a real threat. We snuck into mm. the eight. We came eighth. Mm. You know, so we made the grand final because Jared Hayne was amazing. And mm. we were unlucky in the grand final. But that was a that was just a fluke, really. You know, they just got hot at the right time. So really so 2001, right? What's that? So 2001 really was the last time you Yeah, that was when they were dominant. They were dominant in 2005. They were minor, like, I think you want to be pushing for a minor premiership if you're going to say we're a, we're a dominant team. Mm. You know, Now, occasionally a dark horse comes out, a smoky comes out and wins it like the Tigers did in 2005 or, you know, even... Um, you know, even Canberra getting to the grand final, Cowboys got to the grand final from eighth. Mm. But the reality is, you can't bank on that. You've got to be dominant. You've got to be, you've got to be a team that teams don't want to play because they know that whatever happens, they're going to have a fight on their hands. And you know, you know when you play para, that you might get unlucky if you're the opposition to para. You might get unlucky and all of the tries stick and they all start Guthrie-knowing and. Mm. But that's not going to happen three games in a row. It's probably not going to happen two games in a row, you know. And I think 
that's why I'm so frustrated at the moment with all these people that keep making excuses. It's like, now, firstly, the, Brad Arthur got the spoon. Oh, he didn't have a defensive coach. We need to get him a defensive coach. Okay, they've got Kidwell now. Okay, well, Kidwell's here, but they, he doesn't have a head of football, so we need to get a head of football. They get this Mark, the guy from the Tigers, who I can't even think of his fucking name. Um, he comes in, and now it's like, you know what? We need to get Brad Arthur new help. It's like, but you got him help. This was, we've been, he's used up that life. He's like a, he's like a cat with nine lives that just keeps going, <laughs> oh, yep. And he's, he's been through number nine and he gets to number 10 and he goes, oh yeah, no, I'm back to one. Like, mm. okay. I can't, I know that it's not just Brad Arthur, but I do feel like some of the supporter sites that are really, it's, you wonder why, like, what are, what are people seeing in Brad Arthur? Like, if he quit today, everyone's saying, oh, one of the arguments is, and I said this last week, one of the arguments is, well, who's better out there? I was thinking about that this week. Flip it. If Brad Arthur was fired and a coaching position became available, mm. who would who would go for him? Would anyone go, oh, wow, Brad Arthur's on the market? Like, what has he actually done? Mm, the only, you might get, you might get, you might get a team rebuilding. Like the Warriors. He might become like you know? he might become the new Nathan Brown. Where they're like, <laughs> like Oh, yeah. well he's a re- he's a great rebuilding coach. Which I still don't quite understand how Nathan Brown got that title. <laughs> he was there for what, six years, won three spoons, he made never made the finals. Penis, and that's, that's yeah, it. and that's it. I, I don't quite understand Wayne Bennett's dick and that's all he's ever done in his fucking whole coaching career. Yeah, like even the even the fucking you know, the captain of the Titanic turned it around quicker than he did. Like he just kept yeah. on going straight, like into the iceberg. So I don't, I don't quite understand how Nathan Brown became this. Oh yeah, if you mm-hmm. need to rebuild a team, Nathan Brown's your man. It's like shit. Okay. Um. So he might, he might take up that mantle of you know the rebuild coach. Uh, he'll yeah. take you from spoon to top eight eventually. But like honestly, I feel like he might. There's a, there's a pretty decent chance he's still at Para next year, which is what's got me the most. Oh, he's got a contract. He'll be there. Yeah. He'll so there. you're right. I'm agreeing with you. They need to. Okay. They need to go for it. And they haven't. They they they're completely gun shy. They're like Ben Simmons shooting. <laughs> you like right. that little cross. I do. Reference? I like that. Let's get into news. Manly gun player was found in a car park. Homoli, uh, second oh, rower. Yeah. Homoli Olakatano, Katao, something. Um, so he's mates with Manase Fainu, and uh, Fainu was driving from the west to Manly's training every uh, every morning. And he just asked him to come along. He said, oh, look, why don't you keep me company in the car while I'm driving there? <laughs> Sitting in the car while I'm training. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, you can keep me in, then we can chat on the way back. And he went, okay. So he did that for a while and just sat in the car and watched <laughs> Manly train until I think one of the coaching staff said, who's the big unit in the car? Why don't you get him out here? And um, the uh, I like it how he's now being called a guru. Scott Fulton. 
the uh, mm. the guru. They're they're labelling him. Guru, yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I you know what? Let me just say, got nothing nice, nothing but nice things to say about Scott Fulton. If Christy, if you're listening, don't <laughs> don't shirt front <laughs> me on social media. Just. Hey, we're a, we're a big Fulton fan podcast. We are. I love the Fultons. Wouldn't mess with Chris. I'd soon. I'd probably Christy's the one I'm scared of the most out of all the Fultons. Um, she's, she's she doesn't take any hostages, does she? I think she's the only one who knows how to use technology, so she gets on there. <laughs> <laughs> that manly I told you yeah. I have, my kids had like a she's a like your mother-in-law where she out there and the, the building's straight out of 1957 like yeah. it's like the rich in history building <laughs> um so anyway uh yeah so they got him and that's that's how we ended up with Hamoli Olakatano who's I don't know he's absolutely oh, I think he's absolutely killing it I love it he's he's got some moves I think he needs to I think this the other teams have definitely done a scouting report, though, on him and Josh Schuster. Um, there's a lot more trying to bang the ball away from them these days because they've obviously the reports are they hold the ball very loose. They hold it like a loaf mm. of bread. And um, and I've noticed that there's been a lot more banging, you know, the banging down on the ball carrying arm and stuff like that, which is fair game, obviously. Um, mm. But uh, anyway, yep. I feel to... like Schuster for you guys, mm. uh, I was thinking like you got him at the perfect time because you extended him mm. and then he hit like a little hot streak. He's like the anti-Gutherson who goes to market at his worst. He went just before he exploded. I feel yeah, like. that's right. Because yeah. I was looking going, fuck, I wouldn't mind getting, throwing a bit of coin at Schuster. Like mm. when you talk about good young ball, play, ball players, mm. He kind of jumps to mind, and you've got him what for a couple of years now, don't you? Yeah, I think we got him for three years. Got him for another three mm. years. It's going to be quite mm. interesting seeing him play um, five eighth um, full time because uh, he's 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 a big unit, you know. Um, he's probably got a bit of baby fat, so he can probably drop a little bit of that and put on a bit more muscle. Yeah. Um, so do you know do you know this is this is I know we're veering out of news but um just talking about players and position you know where they where they fit yeah. I think it was Braith and that someone very unlikely someone who I pay very little attention to their football knowledge might have been me suggested no you you, you make good points oh thanks I appreciate um, that suggested that Dylan Brown yeah goes to fullback and Gutherson goes to 5'8". I have. Now, I heard that too. I didn't hear Gutho to 5'8", but I did hear Dylan Brown to fullback as well. I don't I don't hate it. I mean, the only the uh, only thing is Parra yeah. are still six. So, like, do you want to go make such a wild change when maybe you're better off just riding it out and hoping that, like... I just... I don't know what... I don't know what they're hoping for. I, I don't know, like, man. I just feel that fullback is such a specific um, position and so important these days, especially for organising the defence and... Mm, he's I very just, good defensively, Dylan Brown. Though. I'm not talking about one-on-one tackling. I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. hey, just, they yeah. call Tom Travoy... They yeah. call Tom Travojevic the accountant because he can sum up the numbers on both sides so quickly and organise the defence. And I think there's just, you know, you guys tried that a few years ago with um, Corey Norman at fullback. 
Mm. And I just think just because both roles are kind of ball playing roles, I, I think that's kind of that's yeah, the I beginning know. and I the know. end of I it. Just, I just don't. When you're not I don't scoring know. points when, when yeah. you're struggling and and you f- if because Dylan Brown uh, anyway, I'm gonna get oh, oh, Dylan Brown's gonna be my I'm done again. So okay, I can save that for this. Save it. Done. Save it. All right. I, I I hear what you're saying, but I I, I do that after a preseason. I'd make the call and say, okay, we're going to get you doing a bit of fullback. I wouldn't do it three games out from the finals. I don't know. And then it's suddenly like, getting, okay, mate, you've never played fullback before. You've never played fullback before, but let's just throw you in there and see what happens. Mm. I feel like that's something okay. that, you know, when yeah, you come in 15th, that's kind of what you'd try. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I know you didn't say it, you're just repeating it, but. Um, no, I know. Yeah. I think, yeah, anyway. But anyway, what else you, you got? What other news have you got? Well, the answer. Can the, keep this moving. I've got the answer to all your problems. Bryce Cartwright resigns for the Eels on overs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thoughts, Bill? Thoughts on this one? I don't look. Bryce Cartwright's been a pleasant, <laughs> one of the bright spots of this year so far. So I don't. He's he's on unders. Mm. Um. But I don't care. I don't care. Okay. I'm actually curious as to why Bryce Cartwright... Like, here's something you never thought you'd hear a para fan say. Mm. I am a little bit curious why Cartwright <laughs> isn't getting more playing time. You know, when fucking Jacob Arthur mm. has started a bunch of games. Mm. So, his use of Bryce, Bryce Cartwright... Bryce, Brad Arthur's use of him is just mm. very odd. He'll keep him on the against South. He kept him on the bench until like the sixty third minute. Like yep. the game was fucking over. Like what? What are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, so I don't. I'm happy. Fine. I don't think he's he's not the. I wouldn't go so far as to put him in that game changer category you were talking about, mm. <laughs> like mm. Luttrell and whoever you know the big marquee signing. I think he's um, reserve but, grade, yeah. and then comes in if there's an injury. Which mm. I didn't actually think about it before, but you're right. Like when Dylan Brown was injured, because I think he was out for a couple of games, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you try Bryce Cartwright at five eighth, like a big five eighth? Or when when Moses was out, why wouldn't you? I think it's mostly because he's not related to Brad. Right. So yep. I think that was the main mm. reason. Um, he's mm. not an immediate member of the. Arthur family, mm. um, but yeah. Yep. Anyway, yeah, not skinny not enough. The, not skinny enough. I think signings, you can, you can kind of laugh at them, but in the absence <laughs> of anything better, you do have to say, well, okay, why are you extending his contract? Why aren't you out there well, chasing the big, the big well, fish? Well, talking about the big fish, yeah. Gutho plays dumb in contract negotiations. Now, did you see? Think, did you see? I this? don't think Gutho needs to play dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the question I'm going to ask. That's the question that I'm going to ask you, right? He was interviewed about you know it's for all the Cyruses out there. There's been a lot of hoo ha about you know Gutho's agent. We talked about it previous last podcast. Gutho's agent asking for a million dollars, right? And then yep. they've both come out and said, "Well, we don't know where this came from. We never said a million dollars." Gutho was then interviewed about it. I think it was during the, you know, the Tuesday press conference or whatever they do after training. 
And he said, oh, I don't know. I don't know any figures that have been put out there. I don't know anything that's been... I don't even know where negotiations are right now. I just trust my agent to do all that. I don't know any figures. Now, do you believe that? And if, I mean, it's a worrying sign either way. i got to be honest with you. Uh, like, I don't know. I, think Guth, I, don't, I don't think Gutho is going to... Uh, he's not going to go on to uh, study... Neuroscience. But if your if your managers science. had two meetings with Para, two meetings, mm. and at no point oh, yeah, yeah, do you I think to I call up and say, so what numbers are being put out there? He, he, he's just like, oh no, I don't, I don't know any figures. But whatever my agent I've gets, no so if his agent calls works, him and says, I, uh, yeah. I, I, I've got you twenty grand a year, he'll be like, oh okay, cool. Like, why do they even bother saying it? I think it just makes them look like morons. Is my point because yeah, clearly it's I not mean, true. I think you know that it's just another. It moves, it moves uh, headlines at the moment to have you know. Yeah, it's a good story. But this I happened last year. This happened last uh, two years ago when the contract oh, his negotiations. Last contract negotiation was an absolute clusterfuck. Yeah. So why does it keep happening? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, we said this at the time. It damaged his stock. You know, your, your best way to do it is if you're going to leave the club, you just leave. You know, mm. you get a better offer and then. Spin, spin it the way that it needs to be spun after the fact. Having these drawn out, trying to play both sides off, slow feeding. Could be both sides. It could be para, but it's... Yeah, he's, he's not off contract until 2023. Like, he's contracted for next year. It's The fact that they're even... Ta- the fact that it's even a news story is ridiculous. Um, I'm not saying it's the journalist's fault. I'm just saying, what the fuck? Anyway... So all this contract negotiation talk and Gutho, just thinking about Gutho and his that sh- that photo of him with his shirt off and his dad bod is just giving and me a bit. It's just it's honestly it's just giving me a semi. So I just had to give you. I just had to slip that hard stat into you then, Bill. So I hope you don't, hope you don't mind. Sometimes it just breaks the tension. When yeah. Just, no foreplay, <laughs> just straight into it. Um, here's some hard stats. I got one. Mm. Uh, Manly's 18th man, who was activated when Para did the Parker rules, uh, with Ryan Madison, uh, scored as many tries as Para did in the Manly Para wow. game. Are you are you a little bit alarmed that that para team could score two tries on you? Um, I don't count the second try. Mm, okay. Because it was in the last ninety seconds, and we pretty much had the entire team off at that stage. Okay. I think we only I'd, had like. I'd be worried. I'd I think we worried. only had That's like six saying. players on the field at the time because everyone else was mm. too busy. Everyone had walked off the field at that point and inquiring about Brad Arthur, making sure he was okay for finals. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, here's a hard stat. You want to pay attention to this one? Yeah. Uh, this is a um, this is coming from a longtime listener uh, who has fell off the radar for a while. Uh, this yeah. is Mario. This is yeah. from Mario, former host, former, former host. Co-host. Oh yeah, that's right, former host. When you tried to tried to replace me. And then, you re- and, then you, and then you remember that... We tried that- to do a Western Australia and just secede, close the borders to <laughs> Australia. 
<laughs> and then you realise that all the recording equipment is mine. So that didn't quite, <laughs> didn't quite pan out. It wasn't out. then. It wasn't back then. Oh, wasn't it? Oh, well, then yeah. I had all the... Uh, all I the paid all the, the, the SoundCloud. The SoundCloud Yeah, account. that's true. Yeah. I kept saying, hey, mate, what's that password? Yeah, again? yeah. You're like, that's okay. I'll log in for you. you. I'll do you, it for you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, here we go. This one's a nice one. You sent this one. Mario's always been a nice guy, mm. except for when he's not. Um, except when he's at the footy and he's had 14 beers and starts <laughs> fights with people. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, that was an origin fight. Okay, um, here we go. On the off chance you guys record... Um, Parramatta are the only team this year to have a 100% winning record against the Storm. Wow. Hashtag that's, elite. That's, Hashtag uh, hard stats. That's rock hard. Hey. That's... Can't lie with... The, the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't All lie. don't lie. <laughs> um, it's just a shame you guys aren't... It's a shame you guys aren't coming fourth anymore because you'd, you'd face them in the first first round of the finals look you'd I, almost bag it you'd almost you'd almost lock it in that you're gonna have then the next week off wouldn't you while storm well, had to you know that bellamy's losing sleep but we're not we're, we we play the cowboys this week yeah he had me a little bit worried then so yeah we've got another week bellamy's gonna bellamy's gonna be restless for a little while he's gonna be just oh, have you are you playing the storm again this season do you play him again yeah yeah, we play them in two weeks. Oh, you play them in two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we play them in two weeks. Do you think that? Um, do you think Bellamy Great. might rest a few players before this game? This is his essentially. This is his finals. Do you think? I reckon this week. Who've Melbourne yep. got this week? They they're going to. Oh, they've got the Titans, so they'll just run out their B team because he's yeah. gonna. He knows he's gonna. Like fucking Junior Paulo is going to write a letter before that Storm game. And Dare I say it a... might be a sonnet? You might. You might. Well, what about a, a, a haiku? I re- I can't wait until he writes a haiku to all the members. That'll uh, be fantastic. He should. Yeah. It's um, fucking writing letters. Stop writing letters, <laughs> football players. Don't write it. And and the the one I say is web. The, the, Comment they make all the time. It's yeah. not just the Eels player. They go, this isn't us. This isn't... We're better than this. It's yeah. like, well, I'm pretty sure it was you. Score, I was watching. Scoreboard and, doesn't well, lie. I actually watching, but I saw the highlights and it looked a lot like you and <laughs> what we're doing right now, it's not reflecting of who we are. Do you think... <laughs> like, yes, it is fucking reflecting of who you are. But here you go, do you think this is Brad? I mean, you'd say the way Para are playing at the moment, in the last, like, three weeks, right, is not how Parabene was playing at the start of the season when they beat the Storm, right? Now, they say you'll never beat the Storm the same way twice. Do you think this is Brad Arthur changing up the way you play? He's playing, he's playing chess. To, get, to get ready for this Storm. There's no way Bellamy has... He, he won't know. He won't. He won't recognise this para team that's running out against no. him. He'll go. Hang on a sec. Hang on. Is that who are these guys? Know. Hang on. Are they all? How many kids has Brad Arthur got? <laughs> They'll be like, hang on. We've been practicing running up against Fergie. What's Michael Oldfield doing out there? What the? <laughs> I thought he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think trivia, trivia night question: Alive or dead? I think. I think Brad Arthur is playing the long game. I think he's been prepping for this storm game for the last month. 
In the just... meantime, he's going to lose seven in a row. Hey, sometimes you got to lose to win. You know? <laughs> so like... White men can't jump. Well, sometimes when you win, you, you lose. lose. Yeah. Um, oh, so there you go. Yes. Hard stats. Have you got any? Have you got any hard stats, sir? No, I was just gonna. I was just. I thought you weren't gonna. Because remember, you used to not share Mario's. Yeah, so. I know. But that was that was a sillier time. I was young we've and immature up. then. We've matured. We've we've, well, kept we've got a big real. audience now. We've, we've got a big audience now. After that last <laughs> one, there's eight. There's eight people out there listening now that Mario's back. It's the hateful eight. Mm, mm, got it. Uh, yeah. Who's? You know, I've, we've been talking about how we. We don't have many. We had Troy, I think, last week. Get a shout out from Melbourne. Yeah. My cousin in Melbourne listens every week. He'll message me and go, nice little pod. Uh, he's not a huge league fan, but he he knows enough to know that para suck. <laughs> he messaged me going, what's going on with para? I was like, oh, mate, Jensen, my cousin Jensen. Shout out to Jensen. He's also gone in lockdown and they've got a curfew down there as well. Wasn't he the one who got upset when I said that uh, Joel Thompson was a better Josh Jackson? Is that him? No, that's Carl. Oh, Carl. No, he's not my cousin. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Carl. He's Carl. mates with Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I went to sc- yeah, he's a good guy, Carl. But no, he's not He's not my cousin. That's Jensen. Jensen. my cousin. Jensen, I told you, Jensen's like the better me in every way. <laughs> like he's, everyone who meets him goes, oh, you two are related. He's like good looking and successful and like less bitter an alcoholic and everything. <laughs> like, he's not angry at life he's, he's actually my i'm like his uncle you know because our family so, so hang on is he a is he a para supporter I, oh he's a, he, he's Cause a is that afl fan is that the sliding doors moment you two are exactly Which, the same but you went through yeah, that's the door, the para supporting door. He went through the AFL door. That's it. You could have been him, but uh, you chose. Mm. He's there's some genetic. He's got a few genetic uh, benefits as well. But um, yeah, yeah. We um, I don't know. I'm gonna say he's a para fan just because he's a nice guy. He would never go for manly. He he knows not to go for like the. The, uh, the the bad guys of the league. Uh, he wants a, a wholesome team like Para. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think he's maybe a um, maybe an Essendon fan in the AFL. I don't know. I try and keep up what's with a, the AFL. What's an Essendon? When, when I'm betting, especially. I, I quite like a bet on AFL because I find like I know nothing about it. So yeah. I can just, I can go in with an even. You can bet with your head and not your heart. Is that what they say? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. As as uh, as Tony Gregg said, I don't bear a grudge. If you ask me, a grudge is just some place you park your car. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Bill, you ready? You fired bad. up? Yeah. Okay, because let's get into. Thank you, Cole Wetzel, once again for joining the podcast. Mm-hmm. Real toe tapper. Uh, Billy, why don't you kick us off with your I'm done? Well, Dylan Brown, again, Oof. I just think... Oof, teeing off on the young fella. Well, they are, they're, they're, like, I'm, I'm done with the whole team. I'm done with the whole team, but I think you, you've got to step up, you know, and Dylan Brown has... He's had these incidents in, the, in, in you know... 
off-field incidents, I would say. Mm. And even on-field where he, he um, slid into that tackle on the Roosters guy and mm. then Changed he's had the a game. bit of a controversial year. And it, I don't know. I'm just, I feel like he, he's had the opportunity to stand up. He's had the opportunity to try and, you know, put his mark on the team. And it just doesn't even feel like he's really tried to do it. It's not that... I still think he's probably a very talented player. Mm. And I it's part of the reason why I'm also done with Brad Arthur, but that's kind of goes without saying. But also you kind of got to look at the player and go, "Well, what have, what are you doing to address this?" Yeah. Um he dyed his hair blonde, which was for charity during the week. Yep. And like uh, that's great, but it feels like with a lot of these players, it's all about you know, the razzle dazzle and the off-field stuff. It's not about what you're doing on the field. You know, Dylan Dylan Brown came out and I gave him the benefit of the doubt because he's young and he was talking about how he wants to play for the All Blacks. Like, mm. you're barely making a first grade NRL team. You, you, you might want to park those fucking All Black aspirations because you, you, you're certainly not walking into the All Blacks team mm. when you can't even... You can't even dominate against, like, the Bulldogs. Mm. So... I'm kind of done. done. I'm done with him. Uh, you know another one, Mitchell Moses. Oof. He's, he's in, this is not. Hang this on. Is Put, like, you mean Origin halfback Mitchell Moses? Put yeah, some respect. Origin halfback. Put some Mitchell respect Moses. on his name. He does this thing like Parra's been going through this absolute terrible streak, and I know some of this might be contractual, but his Instagram, he'll just post BMWs yeah, that he's driving on his. Yeah, yeah, Instagram yeah. That's story. all the money though. Tom does the and same. Like, how- he puts inspirational fucking Nike shit up there. <laughs> that's like. Like, how fucking tone deaf when you're just like getting yeah you're getting absolutely hey. reamed every week yeah or to use, big to dogs use, uh, Phil, big phrase, dogs gotta eat golfer and <laughs> then you, 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 you your only instagram post of the week is like shout out to fucking castle hill bmw for my sick like m5 <laughs> it's like fucking hell mate what did you're um idiot what did killer just remind when you're saying killer what did killer killer came back with one of the nastiest comments to you oh, in the one, group yeah, text. About, he like goes, I take your... Sp- it was about the fantasy team. <laughs> I think he maybe didn't even know it was in relation because Cyrus said, oh, I won a Peter Shemin hat yeah. for coming. For, didn't say why. He just said he won it, which yeah. we know is because he came last. Yeah. And I said, just almost like quite nicely, I said, I could have given you one of the spare wooden spoons <laughs> I have. And then Killer just came in and said... You can use that wooden spoon to scrape the semen out of your <laughs> eye socket after you got skull Like it was so aggressive. It was so it aggressive. Escalated so quickly. You wouldn't expect it from someone who sounds like NRL nice guy Danny Badiris. Danny <laughs> like, Badiris just really has a dark side to him. It does. It did escalate. I think you even wrote that escalated quickly. I said that escalated very quickly. As I said, I think maybe he didn't know, but even if he didn't know, it was still like, wow, that really yeah, he it gets, ramped up. Yeah, he he was very drunk during the game when he was tweeting. He, mm. he was like, unfortunately, this was the next day though. <laughs> this was yeah, Sunday, so maybe it's the hangover. The hangover kicked in. That's it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna reconsider our friendship, killer. Uh, next time I'm in Byron, yeah, yeah, and I have I have leftover. <laughs> banned substances they i'm gonna flush them down the toilet they're oh, certainly not going to him that's hurtful um i've got a no i'm done here from uh no worries sam at the steve 89 uh he's uh 
Uh, all the talk about Gutho's contract negotiations, no one cares. Plus, his manager is asking way too much money. Although I would love to have, I'd love to be paid a million a year just to have Garrick run over me and be captain of the team that gets fifty puts on them. Put on them. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Wow. To be fair, yeah. I could you put a price on having Garrick run over you? I mean, that's people would pay good money I mean, for that. Yeah, I think the thin white duke. <laughs> <laughs> would absolutely he's he got really he got his creep on on Ruben Garrick on, on the weekend he was not he was not hiding any of the of the lust the lust he was feeling and I I don't blame him I'd be doing the same but um I've got a I reckon I reckon he'd pay good money to have um Ruben run a train over him <laughs> um I've got a quick I'm done um yep. fans not enjoying a win. I'm done. Ooh, okay. So, we just beat Para convincingly. Good game against the old, you know, the little brother team, the arch rivals. Um, and then we've got, I go straight onto, onto Facebook and have a look. And everyone in the, you know, manly supporter group on Facebook and everything's going, oh, Tommy's injured. Oh, no. Raiders are going to beat us now. Oh, this is terrible. Well, what about Gar- what about Garrett? Garrett can't play fullback. He's shit. And just this was literally like five minutes after the game had finished. Everyone's on there just death riding Manly for the next, for the following week. It's just like guys, just <laughs> take a moment, enjoy this at least. Let's not Savor even it. taste let's, it. Let's not even think about what's happening until at least Wednesday. The next week, yeah. Let's just bask in this, and I think it's like it's like binge watching. You know what I mean? There's so much instant gratification now. It's just like I, I just need the next one now. Oh, we've just won. I need the next game. I want the next game now. Quick, get it into me. And it's just like fuck. Just you know, Relax. like the old days. Like the old days. Just watch a episode of The Sopranos. Think about it for a week. Watch the next episode. <laughs> You don't have to watch, you know, you don't have to sit down for 10 hours straight and watch the entire season of Manly winning their grand final premiership. It's not not needed. Just enjoy each moment. It's the, you know what? It's the, it, what, what do they call it? It's the journey. It's the journey is, is, yeah, mo- it's is the, the fun. It's not the destination, it's nah, the journey. That's right. Um, all right, that's we, it. We, no, we, we got one here from the oh. Batman. Oh, the Batman. Yeah, the Batman, which he makes a very good point. Oh, he does do that sometimes. Yeah, he says, I'm done with Ben's pronunciation of most of the NRL player surnames. <laughs> and he says, I think Billy Buttons needs to do a 10-player name pronunciation quiz yeah. for you. So, I'll take that on notice. I haven't had time right. to actually, because he only sent it in after the podcast started. So, he's done. He's done with that, is he? Idea. I'm going to choose 10 names. Okay. And get them. And it's not going to be foreign. <laughs> they have or, to be. They have to be manly players, don't they? No, anyone. Uh, you do it, you'll well, be like it's like Guntherson. Guntherson. You called Guntherson Guntherson for yeah. about eight years. It's correct. You still call foreign foreign. It is foreign. Kieran foreign. He's he wasn't <laughs> born in Australia. He's it's not foreign. Double R. It's not F O double R E N. Hey, Kieran he's not foreign. from these shores. Therefore, he's foreign. <laughs> he's a Kiwi. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yep. Well, all right. You're I'll take notice. that on board. But who who's to say what's right or what's wrong? Well, we've been 
that is true. We everyone was calling Josh Papali. Yeah. Josh. Everyone was calling Josh Papali'i Josh Papali. Yes. So, um, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Hey, can I, I just quickly just looking at me confused? Can yeah. I um track back to your Dylan Brown just quickly? Mm. I feel with Dylan Brown that he's one of those guys who's a bit wacky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at me. I'm. Yeah, I'm, he's always I'm been a, bit a bit crazy. Which you, you, I don't mind. No, I don't mind. Well, I don't mind, but you can only take that so far. I feel like Victor Radley was also that way. Look at me. I'm a larrikin. Mm. And at some point, it wears a bit thin and results need to come through. That's all I'm going to mm. say. Uh, Victor's yeah, probably the results need to. Victor's probably one of my most hated players. Him and Kane Evans are the, my two most hated players in the NRL. And now Ryan Madison, because anyone who touches Brad Parker. Um, Ryan Madison, I think, is just a victim of the system that he's been put into. <laughs> I think, I think Brad Arthur. It's it's kind of like one of those. It's like that scene from Clockwork Orange when his eyes are just held open, and Brad <laughs> Arthur's just like. These are the Parker rules. If you want to play with us, we play by the Parker rules. Just like um, John Sally at the Detroit, Detroit Pistons. Ultimately, he was a nice guy, but you play for the Pistons, you have to play the Jordan rules. Yeah. It's just, yeah, mate, yeah. The same. Parker rules. They're going to they're gonna make a 30 for 30 on it in, I, in a few years. We should. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because uh, that's uh, twice in a row. That's, that's well, not, not in a row, but twice... Para have knocked him out in a game. It can't Some be a coincidence. He's, he's got a glass jaw, but <laughs> not me. I wouldn't. I Mate. would never say that about Brad. No, you better not fucking say that about Brad. <laughs> I was furious when I saw that. Fucking, he, oh, it's awful. The eyes rolled back, and uh, I didn't see it. Oh, uh, he was, was he a, was out yeah. before he hit the ground. It was. Oh, okay. It was awful. Awful to see. Was it dirty? Like, was it? Was it just a shoulder charge? Uh, it was dirty in so much as that. Yeah, I mean, he, he completely missed him. Uh, I think it came down to just not giving a fuck. You know, he didn't go into the tackle saying, I'm going to take his head off, but he was also went into the tackle going, I'm not really paying attention. I've given up on this game. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Madison's very preoccupied with his, with his um, biceps. Like, Madison is also mm. very... He comes across as very vain. He's mm. very religious... And he's very he so his Instagram feed is basically like God, and then photos of himself shirtless. Mm. He he's uh, he's a strange he's a strange one. He he's he's got huge biceps that he always kind of shows. He seems to has have he named them? Do you think he's named them himself? I don't know. I mean, so the, the satellite's breaking up. The satellite's been pretty good yeah. to anyone who's lasted this long. We, we had a few issues last week where the quality was good, but we kind of couldn't hear each other that well. Mm. This, is the, this is the pain of... So we've, uh, we've tweaked things a little bit, but yeah, I just lost you. Anyway, oh, that's right. I'm getting, I'm getting upset. Now. <laughs> I'm getting sad thinking about All right. Madison. Well, maybe we'll, we'll wrap it up then with well, uh, got, part like, one. Part week. one of the Manly Power podcast. We'll do another one tomorrow night, won't we? No, no. Yeah, this is what you try and try and spring, where we will dissect how shit para really was, and <laughs> that's it. I've got all these jokes written down, but yeah. um, but yes, it's been a uh, it's been a rough week. So shout out to the manly fans that have uh, 
been kind to me and shout out to the ones that haven't been kind. I've, I've bookmarked all those tweets and in four years <laughs> rebuild their team. That's a good one. I like a bookmark. I like doing a yeah, bookmark. It's a great little tool, the bookmark. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. As we always say, this time of the night, may your dreams be filled with maroon and white and may to try Moses Suli kiss you goodnight. Man of the greatest mullet ever. It was magnificent. Good night, Australia. <laughs>